So welcome to Top Gun Minute. It's a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the U.S. Navy's best recruitment video of all time, 1986's Top Gun. One orange sky minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher. I'm your Rio, Roger Cooter Wistar. I am uh, continue to be excited about the next couple of minutes. So minute two starts out with that Top Gun title card again, as we saw yesterday. And it ends credit for editing with Billy Weber and Chris Levinson. Brian, what I have written down in my notes here is for the next several minutes, because we're going to get about three minutes of uh, video from the flight deck of what I think turns out to be the USS Enterprise. But I've written down in my notes here, this looks dangerous. Like it really looks dangerous to be working the flight crew of an aircraft carrier. Yeah, it's kind of like in the Star Wars minute. You know, they have this thing about handrails. There's no handrails on a aircraft carrier. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about like falling off the edge of the ship. What I'm just worried about is like these aircraft are massive and they're just like driving around the flight deck very fast um there's planes taking off planes landing at all time like we're gonna see several shots over the next couple of minutes that just make me think like wow i could never do this and then there's a lots and lots of people that are on that deck yeah there's many many safety issues that could rise up i myself i was in the air force my job was munitions which meant i built bombs that went on planes so yeah, it can be very dangerous. How close did you ever come to say an actual aircraft, like a hard point? You weren't one of the people that was like mounting the weapons or anything like that. No, no, not in the Air Force. There's a separate people that do that. You were know, you we, ever were you ever like there on an airbase or like on the airfield? Oh yeah, all the time. One of my very first job, I went I was sent to Korea and my very first job was it's called line delivery. And basically I was the one in the truck with the trailer of bombs and I drive it over to the aircraft hangars and drop them off so they can be loaded up on the planes. So I was very close. I've, yeah, I've touched them. I've sat in a cockpit. And were you concerned at any time? Like, Hey, I'm driving around things that could explode. Only a couple times. <laughs> no, <laughs> only well, every oh, yeah. day. Only, only every other second. You know, you know, I, I was young. I was, I went in the military straight out of high school. Uh, I was a smoker. You know, we go and we do smoking cigarettes, sitting on top of a bunch of bombs, not very safe, you know, but it happened. And yeah, I've drove. I have one story that I'll say right now, since we brought it up, I was driving a trailer of bombs from the aircraft back to the bomb dump is what we called it which is basically the storage area. And I pulled up to a, the fence, went to the gate, went to go unlock it. And I had to make a nice sharp right turn. And I had two trailers of bombs attached, tandem. And well, you know, if you go, you know, too much sharp turn, they kind of came together. And the way the, the people who had loaded the bombs on the trailers loaded them wrong. So I had a, a fuse and a fin hit each other. Wow. Yeah. On a 500 pound bomb. 
And How is it that I'm still recording with you, Brian? That, that's a very, very good question. But well, maybe yeah. the people that screwed up the way the bomb's supposed to be loaded also screwed up the way that they were put together. No, that would be nice, but I know that there's two different groups of people that would do that. <laughs> but yes, it, it's it's very scary. I mean, and that was just on a, a regular airbase. You know, I wasn't out to sea on a flight deck that has, I mean, these ships are very big. They're a lot bigger than they seem on in the movie. And yet probably not big enough. I mean, I'm assuming the, true. The, the flight deck of an aircraft carrier is essentially like, it's got all the same stuff that an airbase has in like, you know, a quarter of the amount of square footage or something like that. I mean, right. and, and that's what I think is just so amazing when you watch these minutes, like there's, yeah. there's almost sort of like a ballet dance between the landing planes and the taking off planes and the taxiing planes and the guys that are hauling those giant fuel hoses. And like, if any one person, like, I feel like if they, any one person like steps out of routine, like they're going to get run over by a tire. That's, three times as big as they are that is true this uh this this i'm glad i'm watching this um on film and i'm not actually there (laughs) the one thing i did notice for this whole 60 seconds of movie the sky was orange that background was beautiful it's like a sunset like no other yeah these whole next couple of minutes are very monochromatic um And I really like that because I feel like I feel like it really accentuates the transition to the whole danger zone, plane taking off, getting into actual flight. Like it's they do a nice job of kind of shifting the tone of the movie from this very majestic, as you said, patriotic sort of introduction to mm-hmm. what's going to turn into like an 80s rock and roll movie. Right. Like I feel like I feel like the Top Gun anthem deserves to be in monochrome and Danger <laughs> Zone deserves to be in color. Or they could just be some toxic clouds, you know. They're not toxic. It's <laughs> early morning. The sun is just rising. Yeah. yeah. Come but on. If, we- if it was other any other movie, a dystopian type movie, orange sky would be toxic clouds. Well, but luckily could- we're not in this movie. It could be. This is the 1980s, and as we're going to find out, are are we allowed to talk about something that's going to happen in two minutes? Sure, I'm not. I'm not too. So we uh, are spoilers. we are somewhere in the Indian Ocean. There could be clouds of pollution that are drifting from rapidly industrializing India, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think this is just yeah. the way they shot it. Right. So we get some uh, some more credits: Val Kilmer and Anthony Edwards. Yeah, so here's my question, and I guess, I, and again, I guess we'll talk. We'll get into more details about each of these two fine actors yeah. when we when we see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Val Kilmer gets credited before Anthony Edwards. Are you okay with that? I mean, I'm assuming they do that. I guess if you're the antagonist, you get top billing over the Rio. As 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 the Rio of this podcast, I feel like it's my obligation to take at least some amount of offense to that. Um, <laughs> But yeah. uh, I don't know. Do you feel like who do you think is more famous at this point in 1985? Val Kilmer's more famous because the only thing I can think of from Anthony Edwards is Revenge on the Nerds. Okay. Yeah. You know, but but Val- what do we have? What do we have for Val Kilmer at this point? He's done. Yeah. Okay. This is this is Val Kilmer's third movie. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not that much more famous than Anthony Edwards. Right. It's kind he of had a done, flip, he had flip done of the coin. Real genius and top secret. He's got better. Uh, he's got better teeth. <laughs> That's true. And he can be funny and dramatic, but so can Anthony Edwards. It's, right. I, it's more of a flip of the coin. I yeah, I guess I guess you're right. All these things always get negotiated by agents anyway. So right, I guess right. Val Kilmer yeah. had a better agent. But I agree. I think Anthony Edwards should have got it. Had more of a top billing than Val Kilmer. Then we go into the great Tom Skerritt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we're gonna, I mean, we're going to get a ton of people. There's, so there's a ton of actors credited in this yeah. minute. Right. Um, what I had just have down here, uh, cause I guess we're going to probably talk about each one of them individually at some point is oh, yeah. it's, it's really remarkable how many people were in this movie and were relative nobodies, um, who then went on to be like big somebodies. Like, right. I, I just want to list off the people from this minute that I feel like became pretty famous and before this movie you'd probably never heard of so you know michael ironside rick rosevich tim robbins of all people right clarence clarence gilliard james tolkien and of course the last person credited in this minute is uh, arguably the most famous person in this minute which is meg ryan like all these people became famous so whoever the casting director is clearly had an eye for talent yeah we'll get to that and oh actually she is in this cast in the casting by marjorie simkin so that is her credit it's in this minute chapeau to you marjorie you did a good job picking people for this movie yeah definitely great picks did you want to get into any of these people specifically now or should we wait Uh, we can wait i think we should wait i think we should wait i think we should wait we do have a associate producer warren warren scaren i don't know much about but i do know because i've have been listening to the Bat Minute. Shout out to them. Shout out to John Parker and, and Niall McGowan. Yes. Uh, Warren Scarin is a producer for a few of the Tim Burton uh, movies. Well, if he was for a few of them, that means he did it for both of them because there are two. <laughs> did he really produce both of them? What? The. For There's- the- there's two Tim, Tim Burton Batman movies. No, no, no. Tim Burton movies. Period. I mean, oh, not not, not just the Batman movies, but I see. I I do know that they were. He was part of Batman '89. I do know that for a fact. He is listed as a screenwriter for Batman. Yeah, that's wild. And of course, we have the music score for Harold Faltermeyer, which we have touched on. That's all I got for this minute. That's all I have too. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at Top Gun Minute Pod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, This episode pattern is full.